Welcome to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, a series of stories told to me, Tosh Mafuni, by Brother Cadfile, a gnome monk who has retired to the Tien Monastery, about his amazing adventures with Gadget, a gnomish engineer who has a knack for getting involved in some real mysteries around Azeroth. Hello? Brother Cadfile, are, are you home? Well, well, Tashmathuni, how very nice to see you again. How's your head? Any lingering effects from your unfortunate injury? Uh, headaches, memory loss, odd impulses. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm fine. Th odd impulses? Uh, um, no, I'm fine, and I seem to have fully recovered. But I didn't come today to talk about that. It recently occurred to me that we hadn't heard anything of your friend Gadget in quite some time. Ah, indeed. And you ask at an opportune time, because I have just returned from an adventure with Gadget. So recently, in fact, that I haven't even written it down yet. As a matter of fact, I was preparing to do just that and was just laying out a little snack for myself with some wonderful food that I brought back with me. Do you, um, care to join me? Okay, sure, but <laughs> what exactly is that on the platter? It looks like it's burnt to a crisp. Ah, yes, that is roasted argali. The Maruk of the Onaran Plains do like their meats somewhat on the well-done side. But it is delicious. Give it a try. Okay, so let me get a little piece here. <coughs> oh, oh my, oh my mouth. Ah, yes, perhaps I should have mentioned. They do also like their meat a little spicy. Oh, <coughs> I should say, <coughs> I should say so. <coughs> well, before anything else happens, maybe you should tell us about your adventure with Gadget. Certainly, certainly. Ah, let's see now where to begin. It had been a short day for me here at the monastery with the usual collection of minor injuries, although fewer than usual due to the reduced number of novices entering these days. I was making my way back home when I heard footsteps and a familiar voice from behind me. Wrapping up early, dear fellow? I smiled to myself and continued walking as my dear friend Gadget caught up to me and fell into step. Hello, Gadget, I said. How have you been keeping? Gadget smiled ruefully at me, her cheeks dimpling prettily, and said, Tolerably well, Cadfile, although there don't seem to be quite so many mysteries afoot in the Dragon Isles. I nodded sympathetically and told her things had been a little quiet for me as well. We walked along in companionable silence for a few minutes before Gadget broke the silence. I say, Cadfile, since things are a bit slow for both of us, why not go on an adventure? I've heard some fascinating stories about the centaurs in the Onaran Plains. Care to go visit their capital city with me? Perhaps something will present itself. I readily agreed, as much for myself as for my dear friend. I had missed our adventures and her company. 
Wonderful, she exclaimed. Gather your things and I will fetch you as soon as I have arranged transport. And she bounded away, her pink hair bobbing charmingly. The next day found us on board the rugged Dragon Scale, a sturdy vessel of Kaltiran origin, ably manned and crewed, and overseen by one Captain Ironbridge. The journey from Stormwind to the waking shores was uneventful, and we passed the time by sharing some of the stories of our adventures with our fellow passengers and the crew. We made landfall at the wild coast and made inquiries on the best route to Marokai, the capital city of the Maruk on the Onoran Plains. After an unfortunate incident with a mischievous Marmoni with a penchant for throwing bananas, we traveled up the hill to the Wingrest Embassy and caught a direct flight from Marokai from Flightmaster Tixamixa. Marukai is an impressive place, but I did hear Velmik and the charming Professor Talib give a description last week, so I won't repeat that here, except to say that both Gadget and I found it quite charming and wandered about for quite some time, just enjoying the experience. We were on the main hill of the Shikar Rise when Gadget nudged me and nodded towards a rather forlorn-looking Maruk standing on an overlook point. What ho, Cadfile, do you see that Maruk? He certainly looks like he might be in need of some assistance. Perhaps he has a mystery for us to solve. Let's go introduce ourselves. From the look of longing on the Maruk's face, I thought it more likely he was dealing with an affair of the heart. But Gadget was striding off in his direction, so I hurried after her. We approached this impressive Maruk, and Gadget greeted him. Good afternoon, sir. My name is Gadget, and this is my associate, Cadfile. We are visiting from Pandaria, and couldn't help but notice that something seems to be troubling you. We specialize in helping people solve mysteries and problems. May we offer our assistance? The Maru craned his dusky tan head and shoulders to look down at us. We barely reached the level of his creamy pale hocks. He sighed, rolled his eyes, and mumbled something about two foots, but then composed his features and told us of his troubles. It seems that Hunter Narman, for that was his name, was deeply in love with Windsage Dawa and wished to become engaged to him. But because he had spent his whole life becoming a great hunter, he had learned nothing of the rituals and traditions surrounding becoming engaged. May I assume, good sir, that the object of your affection is a member of the O'Neill clan, I said to Narman. He looked astonished and asked, Are you a seer, Twofoot? I chuckled and said, No, just applying a little what I have learned from the art of deduction from my good friend here, and I nodded at Gadget. You're looking across at the O'Neill rise, from which we have just come. Gadget clapped me on the shoulder, Well done, Cadfile! But such an observation is of little help to this poor fellow. She looked up at Narman. Frankly, sir, this type of thing is a little outside of our line, but we did help a young couple in Pandaria once with a similar problem. Recalling the aforementioned adventure, I asked hesitantly, I say this won't involve mortal combat with spirits of your ancestors, will it? Narman gave me a quizzical look and said, 
No, I just need the guidance and wisdom of our elders. If you would go see Elder Ajarel at the Krutal and obtain their guidance, I would be very grateful. Gadget smiled and said heartily to Narman, Certainly, dear fellow, I hold any cause in support of true love in the highest esteem. I coughed to cover my sudden explosion of disbelief and laughter. Gadget gave me a sour sidelong glance and then asked Narman for directions to the Krutal. The Krutal was an impressive structure atop a hill overlooking the rest of Marokai, and it was there that we found Elder Ajaral of Clan Tirai, the protectors of Maruk tradition and values. After brief introductions and explanations as to our purpose, she informed us that tradition was quite clear on the appropriate steps for engagement. It was a simple matter of delivering some form of sweets or baked goods to the matchmaker, who would then set all things right. And where would one obtain sweets, Gadget asked. Ajaral recommended Innkeeper Erden, who kept an inn on the east side of Marokai. We thanked her and made our way from the Krutal to the inn. It was a long but pleasant walk, and we both remarked on some of the remarkable features of Maruk culture. We passed an amazing specimen of the Bakar, the favorite hunting beast and companions of the Maruk. As we passed this extremely large gold-colored beast, I remarked, My word, but that is an impressive beast! To which Cadfile replied, Mark my words, Cadfile, that one will make a lasting mark on this world. The path we followed to the inn required us to ford a shallow stream, and when we reached the other side, I asked Gadget if we could pause for a moment. Gadget sighed in exasperation as I poured the water out of my low-top boots and wrung out the hem of my robe. Are you quite ready, dear fellow, she said. One must care for one's feet properly when in the field, Gadget, I said, slipping back into my boots. She harumped and said, fine, but be quick about it, please. To my dismay, the path we were following wound around and we had to ford the stream again and I sighed in exasperation as we splashed across. I stopped on the other side to repeat the whole process of drying my boots and the hem of my robe. Gadget gave me an arch look and I said, My dear Gadget, if I had known we were going to cross the stream again, I would have waited. She rolled her eyes and we proceeded to the inn. Hearthkeeper Erden, the innkeeper, was a muscular member of Clan O'Neir, with elaborate sinuous markings on their gray shoulders, chest, and haunches. They kept a small, pleasant, but somewhat utilitarian inn on the eastern edge of Marokai. When Gadget explained our purpose, Erdin recommended the honey plum tart, which sold for what I thought was a rather steep five gold. But Gadget readily agreed to the price and said to me, Pay the innkeeper, won't you, dear fellow? I was rather light on funds at the moment and whispered to Gadget, I'm afraid I don't have quite that much on me. I got another eye roll, and Gadget rummaged in her various bags and satchels, and eventually we came up with the required funds. We made our way back towards the center of Marokai, crossing the stream twice again, although this time I waited until after the second fording to dry my boots and robe. When we started again, Gadget said to me, 
You know, dear fellow, it is possible to take self-care to ridiculous lengths. I grumbled something about the shocking state of her boots and the hem of her robe, which she ignored. We stopped along the path several times, making inquiries as to where we might find the local matchmaker, and we were directed to proceed beyond the Krutal towards an area outside of Marokai known as the Fields of Ferocity, and look for matchmaker Osella, member of the clan Nokud. We crested the hill leaving Marokai and could see what appeared to be a training area with a fighting pit beyond. I say, Gadget, this seems like an odd place for a matchmaker to carry on their trade. You don't suppose this will involve armed combat, will it? Gadget waggled her head. I suppose it's possible, Cadfile, but if it does, and at this she patted the well-worn stock of her boomstick, we shall be quite prepared. Fortunately, we did not have to engage in any martial activities. Matchmaker Osella was thrilled with our gift and told us, around several hearty mouthfuls of tart, that we simply needed to collect some cirrus flowers and place them before a nearby burial mound. This ritual would summon the spirits of an ancestor and allow her to consult the bloodline and obtain the requisite blessing. Apparently, the Maruk believe that true compatibility between lovers comes from seeking guidance from one of the ancestors and asking them to bless the relationship. The cirrus flowers were simple enough to find as they were scattered abundantly on a lovely hill between the fields of ferocity and Marokai. Gadget and I gathered the flowers from beneath the stands of birch trees and along the rocky outcropping that topped the hill. Our gathering complete, we met matchmaker Osilla, Elder Ajrel, and the hopeful lover Hunter Narman in front of a burial mound surrounded by standing stones on the same hill. We placed the flowers on a low stone in front of the mound, next to a pot of burning incense, and surrounded by what I assumed were previous offerings of weapons, clay vessels, and woven baskets. A few expectant moments passed, and then a spirit appeared on the top of the mound. The spirit called out, Who dares to awaken Saran Khan? And then a surprising exchange occurred. Elder Ajral explained that we were there to seek the ancestor's blessing for Hunter Narman's anticipated betrothal to Winsage Dawa. And then Narman began to extol his accomplishments as a hunter. But the spirit interrupted him, saying, Enough! I care not for your accomplishments. Is your love true? Narman emphatically assured Saren Khan that it was, and she granted her blessing, admonishing him to, quote, stay true as you claim your arrow to be, and disappeared. Hunter Narman was, of course, delighted, but Elder Ajarol said, Love? Well, this is far from traditional. The ritual completed, all of the Maruk returned to Marakai with the swiftness of their centaur bodies, leaving Gadget and I with the somewhat daunting return walk. When I remarked on the fact that I was a bit footsore at this point, Gadget said, Oh, why didn't you say something sooner, dear fellow? She produced a whistle from one of her many pockets and blew it shrilly, and from seemingly out of nowhere, a golden drake came flying up behind us. 
Gadget jumped up on its scaly back and offered me a hand up, grinning and winking at me mischievously. As I scrabbled up on the drake's back, I said, Gadget, do you mean to tell me that you could have flown us around like this at any time during this adventure? As we took off, she laughed and said, Not any time, Cadfile, only when it was funny. Thank you for listening to another installment of The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile, sponsored by Utopia Sky. Utopia Sky, because the future is calling. The Chronicles of Gadget and Cadfile is a work of fan fiction based on World of Warcraft. All place names, character names, and music from World of Warcraft used herein are the exclusive property of Blizzard Entertainment. World of Warcraft is a trademark or registered trademark of Blizzard Entertainment Inc. in the U.S. and other countries. No copyright or trademark infringement is intended by the Half-Hell Report. If you would like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at Half-Hell Report. Or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.